0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow's glistening. A beautiful sight, oh, we're happy tonight. Walking in a window on land. I'm not sure if that's what you did yesterday in between snow plowing and shoveling, but we certainly did. Got out and walked in that beautiful winter wonderland. It was okay if you weren't driving in it. Took the dogs out for a walk. It was simply beautiful. David Phillips, the senior climatologist from Environment Canada, joins us. Welcome to our winter wonderland, David.
1: Oh, Jalen, my gosh, if you really uh, count all the flakes you've had and uh <laughs> if this isn't a record, it probably should be. And you know it began early in September. With oh, I mean, yeah. all that snow in September, of course that kind of melted and you've had some in October and um and November, but boy, in the uh, since uh, since the first day of December, I think in in total you've had uh, probably about uh, maybe 20 20 some centimeters of snow so it's uh, and of course the temperatures are not really brutally cold no. so you're right it's it's um, sometimes it can be too cold to snow but uh, with highs today of around minus four which is is about what you normally would expect in Edmonton for this time of the year in the afternoon so yeah I, I think it uh, it's nice to look on it as a, a winter wonderland and rather curse it with uh, uh, the community are probably doing that.
0: Exactly well you know what we got all bundled up yesterday it was it looked deceptively cold but it wasn't cold at all and you know you're just peeling down everything and you're all sweaty by the time you get home but it was glorious. Dave it's so great to talk to you Uh, again it's been a few months at least and I wanted to talk to you because I know that you are working on your uh, top 10 weather stories of the year and so I know that you're not going to divulge them all (laughs) right now because that happens, I don't know, probably about 10 days from now.
1: Yeah, you're right. A little later, and of course, I really have uh, got a sense of where they are. I kind of know what the big stories are. I don't know what the rankings are. But you know, Jaylen, I get a lot of criticism. People will write to me and they'll say... Well, what do you mean? We were number three uh, uh, or number number eight. We should have been number three. I say, you know what? You don't want to be on this list. This is the worst dressed list, not the best dressed. I mean, this usually is misery, hardship, and misfortune yes. about the weather. It's not blue skies and white puppy clouds. You don't make the top ten. So, uh, anyways, but but certainly uh, there have been uh, Edmonton's been on that is on that list, uh, and uh, there it's been a kind of uh, uh, an interesting year. It really began on the on the, on January the first. My gosh, talk about a cold New Year's Eve. I yeah. mean, temperatures—it was a minus forty wind chill, um, and uh, temperatures. I think the the, the low was was uh, clearly uh, and it, not just the wind chill embellished, but the I think minus 31.2, one of the coldest uh, New Year's Eves uh, in a in a long while. And there was a a stretch there in Edmonton. I think people were probably feeling, oh, I should have migrated or hibernated <laughs> uh, and there was I think a, a days there was I think a 125 days where the temperature just didn't yet um you had a, a freezing temperature It might have got a little bit above freezing during the day but there was a freezing temperature at some time 127 of those days i mean that that set a record there's never been such a long stretch of um, of cold conditions uh uh in uh, in edmonton and uh so uh, people will remember that they wouldn't want to uh have those uh of those days, I think we—I counted the number of say days where you had minus twenty. That's often what we, Jaylin, we, we talk about as a cold day in Canada. I know that for the yeah, West, that yeah. doesn't seem that cold. But you know, if it's sort of a national figure that we say, well, <laughs> minus twenty, you know, Toronto could get no, none of those days above minus twenty. You, on average, get about thirty-six of those really? in an average winter. Oh. Um, but last year, you had fifty-two
0: of those. Suckers. Oh my gosh! Really? Yes. So it wow. was cold. You know what? And you forget about that because once you creep into summer and you have those gloriously, gloriously long summer days here in Edmonton, yes. it fades away because, you know, yes. in in the depths of winter, in the minus 20s, 25s, 30s, whenever it is, when there's a stretch uh, going on as long as it does, um, you know, you forget about it when you're dealing with, you know, 30 degrees during the summer and it's still sunny at 11 o'clock at night.
1: Exactly. I mean, my gosh, you can play, uh, you can golf so late <laughs> in the evening and- and play baseball. I mean, it is the glorious, really time that you really—it's good to maximize those those hours uh, enjoying it. But but you know, you missed something this year that I, I think was—if it, it, you went almost from from slush, from sweat to slush. Yeah. I mean, fall was missing in action. (laughs) I think it lasted about three minutes, you know, this year. And, you know, the farmers were really hurt badly Mm -hmm. because the, the, you know, it wasn't the greatest year, especially in southern parts of the province, and then all of a sudden, hey, the harvest was was on early uh, or late August. It came on. And then all of a sudden, winter arrived, and and it was brutal. And I've never seen such a a six weeks of... uh, Almost pre-winter there, um, and then finally, uh, almost as nature felt sorry for people in the west, uh, <laughs> then about the middle of October, uh, you got two gorgeous weeks where temperatures did get up there, and farmers were going full, uh, full, uh, full out uh, to try to bring in what the harvest it was. And uh, but so it was fall was was a bit disappointing. And uh, but but September, I've never seen a uh, a month like that when temperatures were almost six degrees cold. Older than normal, yeah. and you ended up with um, well, the average snowfall in Edmonton, I think, in uh, in September is one centimeter, and I think you had uh, thirty-eight centimeters. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just off off the wall. Probably it clearly was the snowiest month, uh, September month ever, and uh, uh, so it just people were feeling a little bit morose. They they thought, well, gee, now we're paying for this kind of summer we had where yeah. it was warmer than normal, and no, it doesn't work that way, Jalen, but. I, I think people were were convinced that it was like that.
0: David, uh, one of my listeners, Gamer Brian, says, would you please ask David, will we ever see winters like we did in the 60s, 70s, and 80s? The weather is deep, cold, and heavy snowfall.
1: You know, uh, your listeners good. I mean, he, he he can remember I mean, uh, the 70s were probably the snowiest decade uh, clearly when, you know, old timers have told me, said, you know, our winters aren't what they used to be. And I used to say, oh, no, you just have bad memories, you know. You, you can't remember that. Uh, and, and uh, but, you know, they're absolutely right. Our, our winters are really different. I mean, the one season that has truly changed in this uh, in this country are our winters. And, and they're just, they're, they're really just not what they used to be in terms of the of temperatures those number of days below uh, uh, minus 30 uh, oh we get them they they but you know you could go on for week after week month after month and of course with heavy snows uh, too back uh, uh, years ago I, I probably you know one of the examples I use is, is white Christmases yeah, you know yeah. in Edmonton it used to be um, for many years um, there's a 100% chance you'd have a white Christmas uh, uh and, uh, and this was, of course, looking at data in the 50s and 60s and 70s and, and maybe early, um, um, uh, early, uh, early 80s. And, uh, and what we've seen in, in recent years is, uh, well, just to give you an example, if you, if you looked at recent the last 20 years, there have been six green Christmases in, in Edmonton, six. Mm. But if you look at, say, when... when um, Kids today, uh, they they open their Christmas gifts and snowboards and sleighs. There's, you know, six six of those last twenty years have been green. Well, when their parents were kids, um, say thirty years ago, there was only two of those. So we clearly know that our winters are different and, and white Christmases are not what they used to be and uh, winters aren't maybe as long as they, they have been in the past and, and certainly not the intensity of the cold. I mean, whatever that is, could be urban effects, could be climate change, who oh, yeah. knows? I was wondering but
0: if it's that El Nino thing. Well, it could
1: be. You know, I mean, El
0: Nino is
1: something we've known for, for quite a while, but only, you know, it seems to have got more frequent and more intense. And, you know, that's what we have this year. And, and uh, you know, I mean, you know, I'm sure people are saying, some of your listeners thinking, oh, my gosh, we're, we're still two weeks or three weeks away from the first day of winter, <laughs> and we've already had 70% of your annual snowfall you've already had in Edmonton, about 85 centimeters of snow so far. And you normally, in you know, sort of in an average winter, would get about 118. Wow. I mean, so so clearly your people are thinking, oh, gee. Um, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you begin this way, you're going to end that way. So that that's, and, and El Nino is there, it's weak, it's that warm water in the Pacific, and uh, it often brings us a, a milder than normal winter, and that's what our latest models, I looked up the models today for Alberta, and it's showing a milder than normal, um, December, January, and February into March. That doesn't mean, Jay Lynn, that you're going to have uh, a shirt sleeve weather in the dead of winter, but it means that, you know, there'll be more, some of those melting and thawing kind of days more than the, than the deep freeze. You'll have those moments where, my gosh, you wish you were in Arizona or Honolulu, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be a long hoary kind of season with more Pacific air and less Arctic air. So, so perhaps. Maybe Maybe people who, who you know, are like winter and, and like the snow, well, hey, I think there will be moments for them to enjoy. But those people who say, you know, it, it's the season that I, I have to put up with, but I'm not a big fan of it, well, hey, I don't think it will be as long as it was last year. You know, last year was, was intensely cold, and, and I think well, the worst part of winter was the end of winter, February, March, mm. April, and it just went on forever. You don't mind putting up with four or five months of it, but when it starts getting six and a half months of it, that's just unfair.
0: Question for you, going back to your top 10 list, Dave, which I know you're Mm -hmm. not going to reveal yet, but (laughs) is your top 10 list just Canadian or is it North American?
1: No, it really is just Okay. And you know it's interesting. I begin with about a hundred stories, Okay. and there were, um, and I try to boil it down to to about to to ten. And and have uh, it, it, been doing it now for twenty three years. Wow. And in the initial years, it was fairly easy. I mean, gosh, you sometimes had to scrape the surface to find ten legitimate uh, uh, stories. And um, but one, I'm going to tell you one. I think clearly the big story. I, I can't see anything changing it this year. Was uh, you know the British Columbia fires. Oh, but, yes. You know, if that was, and it was a record year in terms of the number of fires and, and of course, the, uh, the area burned. But that wouldn't have made it number one because that was number one story last year. What really made it was all of the smoke. Mm. My gosh, you had 10 million Canadians mm-hmm. from a uh, downwind of those fires in the interior of British Columbia, just wheezing and gasping from, certainly in Edmonton, we saw a record number of hours of smoke and haze. I mean, 230 hours. I mean, that was half of what Calgary had. Calgary had almost 500 hours of smoke and haze. And I asked people there, I said, well, could you, could you, uh, could you smell it? Smell it. It smells. Smelled like a like a, a smoldering campfire, yeah, yeah. and you could taste it. You could uh, you could smell it. You couldn't see the flames, but you could certainly see it. And from I don't know from Kamloops to Kenora, um, uh, people were just um, under the influence. In fact, when I looked at Edmonton, 230 hours of um, of smoke haze. Your normal number of hours of smoke and haze would be 22. Huh. I mean, it was like 10 times yeah, what yeah. you normally would get, and it was double. What the previous worst year was. So often, you know, we say, "Well, it's too bad they've got the fires there." But the the downwind of that, the the the, the impactfulness of those fires affects the health of, and not just um, uh, you know, athletic people can be uh, bothered by it. But often infants, they don't have the lung capacity, and often seniors, their respiratory uh, conditions usually uh, falter, and so they're really um, uh, you. Couldn't buy a a face mask in Calgary, for example, this this particular uh, summer. So there's no question about it. That was uh, a big story, and uh, and just shows you that we're seeing more fires, probably because of the fact that things are warmer, but also the fact that we fight fires differently. It's almost as Mm. if Jaylin, we have to put them out, and we we live more in that wilderness experience. So you have to put them out. But sometimes, you know, fires in the past, you just let them go. That was way of nature rejuvenated it. And so I think the fact that we fight them differently, that that uh, we also see um, warmer, uh, hotter summers, drier summers, and um, and then of course. Uh, um uh, milder winters—it all sort of feeds into the fact that uh, that these situations, these fires, are, are becoming more prevalent.
0: David, I have a question talking about the fires. James texted in—he's a he's a farmer out in Lloydminster area—and they believe some of them out there believe that the smoke that came in the summer put their crops back a couple of weeks because the sun couldn't get to the leaves of the plants. He wanted me to ask your uh, ask you if if that is just you know something that they've made up in their head or. Is, is that a possibility?
1: Oh, I think he's right on. I mean, that's a very interesting comment. Uh, it is something we have seen with, we had record temperatures this uh, past year, but we had in some of those cases, the radiation, the solar radiation coming into the surface was cut by maybe 30, 40% in some of those days. And that was particularly in August uh, when when most of the fires and the smoke was a, was a And also into into early September, but clearly we we saw we broke temperature records. I mean, Calgary had their warmest temperature ever uh, this past year in 120. Twenty-five years, and it would have been higher if it hadn't been on a smoky day, because the sun couldn't come down and warm the ground and bake it and and see those temps. So my sense is that that probably did um, uh, cause sort of the stuntedness of the of the crop, and so therefore when we came to harvest time, I mean sometimes that that grain was no higher than stubble, yeah. and and farmers said, well, gee, I guess I've got to harvest it, and uh, and and and. And then, of course, then came uh, that terrible kind of uh, winter. And, and by the end, all you were doing was just, it was just now grain feed, you know. I mean, yeah. that was the category. The quality of it was no better than grain feed. And, uh, but uh, it, so I think you're, 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 your listener is absolutely right. I think that, that smoke is just not a breathing thing. It does affect the energy balance and certainly would have affected uh, the production of the crop.
0: David Phillips is the senior climatologist at Environment Canada, Always look forward to talking to you, and we'll be looking forward to seeing your top 10 list here in the next couple of weeks of the top 10 weather stories in Canada. David, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Always great to get your insight, and thanks for answering the questions from my listeners.
1: You're so welcome, Jalen. I enjoyed it. Bye-bye now. Take
0: care. Bye-bye. Thanks to David Phillips from Environment Canada. Man, oh, man. I love talking to him, or I love it when he talks to us, because that's probably that's how it kind of turns out. But he's always uh, been one of these people ever since I first started interviewing him years ago. Well, asking him questions, and every once in a while, that's kind of <laughs> how it works out. He's just, he makes, uh, he makes weather and climate and uh, the environment uh, interesting and always, always has lots of time for Chadville, which is really, really great. I want to let you know this as we go to the 330 news the Eskimos locker room sale. Is this weekend, uh, Saturday, December 8th, uh, for season ticket holders. You can go in at uh, between 10 and 12, and then it will be open to the general public from 12 to 2. Still to come, Corey Hart tickets. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.